thank you for being here. You are part of the suicide prevention movement by simply attending the Suicide Prevention Show, where we believe in you and want you to do you. And to help us do that, please listen up. Heads up, I am super excited because we've got Coach Lily with us and we're going to be talking about what the three steps are that they take into the streets with the Stop, Drop, and Live movement. So we are here with Coach Lily and Coach Lily, are you in the room? Let's get this party started. Come on into the studio. I see you. There you are. Yes, I am here. Look awesome. like I'm way, way taller than I need to be. Yeah, you got to move that camera down just a little bit. Oh, I love that shirt. Oh, there we go. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are just a delight to see. All right. So, so now we got the bright yellow shirt with the big red circle in the middle. All right. This is the Stop, Drop, and Live movement. And I want to introduce everybody to this is coach lily and coach lily how long have you been on this mission if this is just about the second year about the second year we've been uh, on this mission cool. with our, our pre-teens teens and our young adults all right so how did this mission get started because i love origin stories what happened we were looking at we we are we work with teens we teach teens how to live free from drugs alcohol bullying, suicide behaviors, and those kind of behaviors that would not add value to them. And we were doing a radio show. And in the radio show, we talked with a pastor in our community, and he had a, a teenager in his congregation to commit suicide. Mm. And what we all assumed should have happened didn't happen. And what it was, everybody missed the signs of that uh, teenager, what she was thinking, what she was going through. Everybody just missed the signs. And that's the first thing everybody says is when somebody commits suicide or take their lives that's close to them, they say, how could I have missed that? Why didn't I know that? Those kinds of things. So in dealing with teens, you know, like I know, if we can put something in their hands, if we can let them see something visually, it makes all the difference in the world. There we go. It's about we know that they love t-shirts. That's where we went to. So. Oh, got it. Okay. So we got two conversations to have. One is going to be about what you just said. That's so important. When you have a message to take out into the world, how you deliver it matters. And you all recognize that teenagers love t-shirts. Yes. And so that's how you're delivering it. And I think that that's brilliant. It is, it is one of the things that I know matters is delivering it in the, the vehicle. You know, it's got, it's got to be where they can recognize it as belonging to them. So yes. Cool. All right. The mm -hmm. other conversation is what you were just talking about. Before the t-shirts, there was an occurrence. There was a suicide in the community and, and the things that you thought were going to happen didn't happen. What did you expect? 
You know, my expectations were that somehow or another, we should have seen it. Then the more I studied it and the more I got into it, you could look at these uh, triggers as just being everyday occurrences. And particularly when you're dealing with teens, they come and go. I mean, their emotions are roller coasters. Things happen, one minute they're happy, the next minute they're sad and all kinds of emotions. Mm -hmm. I thought that what we should do with that team, we knew that there were other teams going through the same kinds of things, but they're very reluctant to talk about it. And you know, like I know, that there is a lot of silence around someone even thinking about taking their lives. There's a lot of things that make that person don't want to talk about it because of the things we've already said to them or the things that they think we might say. Mm. So we had to come up with something that's saying, I hear you. And that's a, that's a lot of, when, when we're dealing with teenagers, when they're in that dark place, sometimes it's not that they want to end their lives. They need somebody to hear them. They need somebody to feel what they're feeling. They need a way out. And a lot of times dialogue does not happen because there's nothing there to instigate it. Oh, there you go. Okay. Coach Lily and our team tribe, when we show up with a shirt like this, we've, we've, sort of set the stage, just talk about it. And I say sometimes when we show up with our stop, drop, and live shirts and somebody says, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. They've opened the door for dialogue. And when we give them, it's the, the shirt is just, a, it's a visual representation. It's a visual three-step prevention method that can we look at it as a conversation starter. Cool. And so ask me, go ahead and ask me, what does stop drop? Oh, there we go. Well, I love a good setup. Here we go. Okay. What is that shirt about? Stop means a period of reflection. Just give me one more minute. Stop means just give me one more minute. Let's think about it. That's the reflection piece. And then the next piece, the drum roll is drop. Drop meaning, drop the intention, your intention of ending your life, whatever it may have been. If it's drugs, if it's alcohol, if it's opioids, if it's a firearm, if it's drowning or cutting, whatever methods they use. Uh, And live means you're gonna get some help. I'm gonna walk you through this. I'm gonna walk with you. I'm gonna help you to get a comprehensive plan if that's what you need. I'm gonna help you get on a medical regime. If it's chemical imbalances, your mental health, I'm gonna help you to do whatever it is you need to do to get you out of that dark place so that you can live your best life. <laughs> so, drop and live. All right, so, so we're gonna give a huge shout out because when a teen is willing to put on that shirt, The teen is willing to say, I will walk with you to another teen. Yes. That's the power of being able to create this visual and being able to inspire the teens 
you inspire yourself every day and you know that this is a big deal for me. Um, mm -hmm. What I'm wondering is if you will go back to the moment that you realized there was a need, okay? That you realized that there was a need because as powerful as those three steps are to start a conversation and as wonderful as this program is that gets teens to a place where they are willing to help another teen, mm -hmm. willing to be approached by a strange teen to ask about the shirt. Yeah. The need that you saw in the community, what did it take to get the community, to get the teens to start engaging with you on this conversation? Because I know there are people trying to start tribes and they don't know how to get them started. So let's help them with your story. What's well, so what happened with the adults, when, we, when the adults start to wear them, then uh, some of the teens, we had one situation that a teenager said to his grandparent, he said, I would have had a much better conversation or it would have been so much easier for me to talk with my friend when he was contemplating ending his life. If I had had a shirt like that, grandmom, if I had had that shirt, mm -hmm. conversation would have been so much easier. So, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the other reasons the young people We've got them like in three colors, so that's good for them. But one of the reasons they are into wearing a shirt, and particularly when they wear them two by two, mm -hmm. it's like um, it's like they're on a mission too. It's like y'all see us, you can talk with us, or they know someone. Mm -hmm. And the, and I have just been amazed at. The situations that I hear, and and um, it 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 really saddens me to know that we've had this many teens contemplating ending their lives. And usually, when you get to the dialogue part of it, it is some it's things that you and I would say, "Oh no, don't worry about that," or "That's nothing." I am just so surprised and amazed at the level of intensity it carries with the cyberbullying and those kinds of things. We've had conversations where teens have been even cyberbullied and nobody put their hands on them, but the words that they say about them and then they having to go into the community. You're thinking to yourself, how, and the teen is saying, well, how can I go out every day and everybody's looking at me and everybody know that that's been said about me. And it gets very, very serious. I can believe that it gets serious real fast, Coach Lily, because what you're talking about is something that when I was growing up, we were taught rhymes like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Mm. And that's not what's happening today. What's happening today is that we're living in a virtual world and words are the weapons of the day. Now words can be wonderfully, powerfully healing as well, but we are seeing that words are the weapons of the day, especially among bullying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so 
in this virtual world, the fact that teens decided to embrace this, but I'm going to pull you back because I really want to know how the fire got started. Yeah, I want to know what made that grandmother put on a t-shirt because I know a lot of grandmothers who who's like, I'm not wearing a t-shirt. You know, what made, <laughs> what made them willing to wear this t-shirt? Okay, let me, and, and there's two things I really want to say. I got to say this one before I forget. When we were dealing with those teams with the words and all those kinds of things, what we had to do as, as coaches and leadership trainers and what my company does, we had to get that uh, team. Working with teams, you got to, like I said, give them something tangible. Or, you know, when we say, well, let, we just think this or that, we have to put something in their hands. So what we had to do is go back and, Take these young people and do affirmations with them. Whatever those words were, we ask you to reframe it and to come back and do affirmations that would be uh, what you need. You know, if, if whatever area they're in, that's what you make your positive affirmations and you say them every day till they become a part of you and those kinds of things. So we wanted to remove those words that were said to them or against them and have them to fill in what they need for themselves. Got it. So, yeah. so the, the absolute value of the activity, not just the mental exercise of reframing, but the physical activity of rewriting that script. That just yes. because somebody else gave you this script about you, now you get to write, rewrite it to make it about the real you, the, the you yes. that you and, yes. and I absolutely understand that. Let's get as many of the learning levels involved, the visual, the auditory, the kinesthetic with the writing. Yes. Okay, yes. cool. So we are on the same page there and I'm glad you remembered to get that out. Now, take me mm -hmm. back. Okay, and you said, why would an adult wear these shirts? What What made the, the grandmother decide to wear the shirt? I mean, what was the, because- Oh, let, let, let me tell you what be happening. Yeah, yeah. Take me back and tell me the story. Before I started to work with the teens in this area, I didn't recognize it in my own family. There are people in everybody's family that has at one point in their lives either thought about it, had those behavior suicidal thoughts, or they have attempted it without us even knowing it. Mm -hmm. So when you look at my family and then your family, the next door neighbor's family, and when they saw one adult wearing the shirt, then if they've had that kind of situation, they would want the shirt. We've, we've had families that have, you know, wanted like five shirts at a time. Mm -hmm wanted all the family to wear them. And the one thing that it has accomplished is it's a conversation starter. It, it just makes it easier when somebody see, when you see the stop, drop and live and then you're right up under, you're seeing suicide prevention. Yeah. And that's I what it's that. all about. That's well, what it's about. You're still not giving me what I want because I want the story, all right? I want to know what it took to create a t-shirt that people are willing to wear. You know, you, cause, cause you we're not, I mean, we're talking about the topic nobody wants to talk about. So mm -hmm. to get somebody to wear a t-shirt that says suicide prevention on it 
is is a great accomplishment, Coach Lily. Yes, and when we go into a store, I can go into a store and um some and and sometimes my husband and me we will wear them and we're together, and you know you'll have somebody just kind of like look at you, and sometimes they'll say, you know, like what does it mean? And you're able to do a conversation. And the, the, uh, the teens, I said, they, they, when they're two by two, and you know, whenever I'm working with teens, I already know you get your biggest bang when you're in the groups. One by themselves, they want a shirt for the other person. <laughs> there we go. That's an important mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, they, they, teens. they love that. Um, and the, the grandparents, when they order the shirts or whenever they want them, they want them for the grandchildren that they have. So yes, the right. we don't have um, we don't have the audience that they've got, and they don't have the audience that we've got. So we're kind of like bonding and bridging that gap. Well, that's a huge gap. I mean, you're talking a generational gap, getting people to, to, to do this. And you don't have to get them. I understand this. Once they understand it and they understand that they can use this because it comes with the training on what you're going to actually explain, how to explain those three steps. Mm-hmm. It probably happened so naturally that you don't even get that it's a big deal. So I'm going to try this again. (laughs) In my world, Coach Lily, what you have accomplished is a big deal. The fact that there is a community that is embracing the concept that suicide prevention is an everybody thing. It is. And so you know that it is. I know that it is. The world is not quite ready for that conversation based on my experience, but in your community, they are. They are willing to embrace that. And I'm just like, how did it happen that they became willing? That the adults became willing to talk about suicide, to wear a t-shirt about suicide, that they became willing to buy a shirt for their grandkids, that they became willing to enroll their whole family in this conversation. What started this? I think some of that may have started with what we're in right now. When you, it was a, uh, it's a city over. This was a 12 year old uh, middle school girl committed suicide because of bullying. And this is like at right at home. We used to hear those things way off. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We used to hear about them way off. And when we started talking about the numbers of suicide that were committed, you know, like close to 800,000 a year and 20 million attempts, the numbers, the numbers become real when it happens this close to you. Yeah, because those, those numbers, those statistics are not personal. But when you have someone close, after that child took their own life, Coach Lily, what happened to the conversation in your own community? I, I, the conversation in my community started to, we started to talk about it some. And I'm, I'm going to say to you again, sometimes 
you don't know how to approach families. You had to give that family a, some privacy that they may have needed. Mm. So a lot of variables that go into when you say suicide. Sometimes they don't even want us to use the word suicide. They, they, they'd rather us say in their lives. And I mean, it means the same thing, but I'm just saying when you're working with a group and I had groups in like three counties, groups of teenagers. So the teenagers know what's going on in their community. So you were already working with groups of teenagers before that event. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So you're working with groups of teenagers. The, the, the 12 year old died by their own hand. However mm -hmm. you say it, they took their own life. Yes. And the teens all knew about it. Mm -hmm. So what happened that the teens became willing to do something about it? Our, in our conversation, we're looking at if bullying and the words people say can have as a strong enough effect on a 12-year-old to have them to end their lives, just think what kind of conversation we could have to turn that, to reframe those conversations and us to help them to live. Got so it. that's pretty much if- so, so, I mean, you're teaching kids individually how to do this in a group, but they're learning for, do, to do it for themselves. I wanna know, was it a teen who came up with the idea about starting the conversation with other teens or was it you all and, and the teens decided to go along? It was us. It, it, it's, it's our adults and our volunteers. Okay. Um, uh-huh. It's our adults. We started the conversation. We, I, because I'm telling you a lot of times conversation starters. That's yeah. what. And we, started we know that if we, don't, if we don't have conversations about it, you cannot address it. Yeah, well, yeah. absolutely. So and I'm, the I'm, team. I'm, I'm fascinated with the story because I'm mm -hmm. learning more and more about youth groups and, and groups around the world that are addressing this all in their own ways. And it always starts with an adult is what I'm finding. You know, yes. it, it can, it, there are, there are just, it always starts with an adult. So when an adult gets an idea, the, how did you all present it to the teens? Cause you all got the idea. You figured out it needed to be a t-shirt and then the, the teens were going to need to be able to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever they've got more information now than they've ever had before. Mm. Had. When you're able to talk with a team and they're able to see some other people that this has happened to, we went through one uh, training session where we looked at all of the famous people, all of the entertainers, all of the uh, people that have thought about or made attempts, and you'd be surprised. So when they know that this has happened to that person, it doesn't seem so unheard of anymore. And it doesn't seem so like something is wrong with me. Ah, 
Okay. Yeah, if yeah, if this, I don't, and, and I'm not gonna call names, but if this great celebrity had made suicide attempts, you know, and it couldn't have been that bad with them, you know, it just sets the stage that taking one's life is not to be considered a taboo anymore, ever, never. That well, and and you've got two pieces to that because taking one's life has certainly become not taboo. We don't consider it a crime anymore mm -hmm. against the community, and talking about it is becoming less taboo. And so this is something that you brought up that I want to highlight that we are now in a very different time. We are now in a time where celebrity suicide and celebrity suicide attempts are talked about. They are way yes. big media stories. Mm -hmm. And so everyone knows someone. They know a celebrity chef, a talented singer, a gifted comedian. You know, everyone knows someone who's tried or died now. Mm -hmm. And I say everyone, but you know, most people know someone and teens are no exception to that. So it's not as silent as it was. As it been. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the current time is playing a big role in the willingness. This is what I'm hearing, is that the current time is playing a role in the willingness of the community to wear the shirts and to have the conversations. All right, I'm gonna break it down. When somebody decides that they want a shirt and they get what do they get along with the shirt? Are you giving them scripts that they can use or is it real? Is it a, an in-person training or how, do, what goes with the shirt? That's what I want to know. They'll, they'll get a script to show what it means. To, to, uh, there is a script to show what the stop, drop and live means so that all of us will be on the same, uh, on, the, on the same quest to let them know what it means. It's not just, something to be out there. Okay. So so why and, and and when we're and when we're in our groups, uh from time to time, this group might need uh when anytime they order it and the parents, they kind of like know what to say and those kinds of things too. But when when I'm working with teenage groups, mm -hmm. we group training uh, on what it means. Got it. So so that makes a lot of sense. Because it is a world that we didn't know, pardon me, I'm going to own this. Even as the mother of a teen suicide attempt survivor 24 years ago, now, that was 24 years ago, I had no idea the numbers until a, just over a year ago. I had no idea that over 3,000 teens were attempting to take their own lives every day. Mm. And that number has gone up so fast now that we're in this COVID time or what I yes. call COVID compression. You know, yes. the, the, the numbers of suicide across all age groups are going up. So now we're in an age where people are starting to become aware. What I became aware of last year, the world is starting to become aware of, which is that we're dealing not just with the COVID pandemic, we are dealing with a worldwide epidemic of suicides. Yeah. And so now is the time 
for this stop, drop, and live. So we're going to go through this again because what I loved was the simplicity. Stop. Give mm -hmm. me just one more minute. Mm -hmm. and, and that's such a powerful message. You know, that is just amazing. Drop. Drop the intention and the methodology. That's what I heard you say. And I was like, oh, yeah, let it go. Give me a minute and set it down. Mm -hmm. And then live. I'll walk with you. Yes. I'll walk with you until you can walk by yourself. It's mm -hmm. a very powerful message. You know, it is the promise that most people don't ever get. It's a willingness to listen without judgment as long as you're willing to talk, because if you're talking, you're staying. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and that's a powerful thing for a student to be able to give to another student, for a teen to be able to give to a teen. Yes. I think we're in a day and an age where being heard is the most precious gift that we could give to another person. Just being there, just listening. And the conversations uh, is so, everybody, everybody needs their own conversation because all of us are so different. Mm -hmm. When we're teaching the stop, drop and live concept, we are looking at whatever the triggers are. You know, it might be, you know, something in their heads just, keep telling them and talking to them, they've got that conversation that I can't make it anymore. I can't deal with this, you know, mm -hmm. in life is the way it needs to go, those kinds of things. And we are offering, because my, my niche is teenagers, we are offering visuals. We want to say um, to a teen, even when we say stop, sometimes when training, we give, we give them something like uh, if, if a video or, or a record player or something to push pause and stop button, stop whatever you're thinking in your head, push the stop button, pass by the pause, just go all the way to stop, push stop. And you change that conversation that you're having that you can't make it and, and, and nobody loves me, all those kinds of things. And then when you push play, you're down to live, let's live now. So we are always looking for the analogies that go with making it clear and plain and simple. Simplicity is the way to go. And you know, uh, when I'm working with my teens, we're, we're dealing with uh, research-based principles and practices, but we're not gonna go to the neuro gym and think about all that. We're just gonna go right to what, and, and teens will tell you, I mean, cut out all of that, get right to what do I need to do? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the day of teaching concepts is coming to an end when we're talking about suicide, because you and I, I mean, the two of us, we could get into a conversation about neuroscience and mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. how these pathways get formed in the brain, but getting it down to the simplest explanation and the ability to visualize that this is like a, a looped tape, you know, I mean, cassette mm -hmm. tapes played from one end to the other and then they stopped. And then we mm -hmm. had eight tracks 
that loop. <laughs> and I know no kid understands what I'm talking about. But think about auto repeat on a DVD player. And, and that's what they're dealing with is in their heads, this auto repeat. Mm -hmm. And so the power of them being able to say, visualize the stop button and take that CD out and rewrite it and put it back in. You know, and I'm thinking of the ways to and bring that to some tangibleness because how to rewrite it, they don't need the concept of how. They don't need the, the you're gonna rewire the neuro pathways. <laughs> yeah. They just need to know the what to do with that. Yes. You know, so the visual of taking out the, the disc mm -hmm. and now here's how you rewrite it. And then you can put this new disc back in and choose to live, which means you get to restart this with this new software, this new programming language, this new message in your head. Yes. Okay. So I'm getting this and I'm following along with you mm -hmm. and I love the simplicity of it. And the fact that the teens are engaged in it, because mm -hmm. I think that it's really, really important that the teens get a chance to be part of the solution. I think that in and of itself is part of the solution. If the teens mm -hmm. feel like they're part of the solution, that in and of itself is pure prevention. It is. Because if they're busy helping somebody else do the stop, drop, and live methodology, then they're not as at risk themselves. Right. And we're and we're when we're working with our groups of teens, we're teaching them things like when I look at uh, your topic, I think it said something about how we thrive in these times and yeah. these mm -hmm. times, those kinds of things. And when we're working with teens, we're teaching them concepts, concepts. And we take something, I think the last group we did, it was like, uh, we say, this will work for me and this will not. And when we go all the way into teaching them how to say yes or no, I mean, it's just so many things we do with just the concept. And when they can own that concept, this will work for me. I mean, you and me too, where we can own the concept, uh, you know, and that's going to relieve a lot of stress because, you know, we've got that, uh, you know, where your buddies want you to do this and all these kinds of things, you know, when we can own just the concept that this will work for me. And you're looking at how it would benefit you, how it will add value to you and those kinds of and things. This will not work for me. Both of those right. two things are really good two-step. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. For a teen to develop that level of discernment is so inspiring to me because I came up at a time where teens did not have the well, the training wasn't available. I mean, you're using coaching techniques with teens that have typically been reserved for adults. You know, because we didn't think teens needed them. We thought teens were busy just being teens. Oh, now that's we know so much advanced. Yeah. yeah. Their, their, their level of thinking is complex now. I mean, you know, where, where we used to have... Uh, a seventh grade mentality now, they've got a 12th grade mentality. I mean, it's just that they learn so fast and they learn so quickly. And the other thing is, 
look what we have to be compared to. Look at the amount of media and the amount of things that they're getting on a day-to-day basis. They don't have time to be processing and worrying about, well, what does this mean, this, that, and the other, when you can go straight to the point and say, I, look, no, I can, you know, and we're teaching, you know, all the kinds of things that they don't need to do will come under, this won't work for me. J- just the concept. And they can own that and go on and live, you know. So many things that we teach them, like we say, it's like you've got an umbrella. When they get what that umbrella means, all small things under it will take care of itself. Okay, so we broke up a little bit because that's one of the challenges of tech. Tell me what the umbrella is. The umbrella is that we are teaching our teams how to live free from, and these are all the kinds of things that would end up in suicidal behavior. We teach them how to live free from drugs and alcohol, opioids. We teach them how to live free from bullying. We teach them bulletproof methods. We teach them how to live free from just anxiety, those things that depress them. We, we, what we do when we see that there is an issue, then we counteract that issue with something else. We, we can have depressed teenagers if we're gonna have thankful teenagers. If they're gonna be full of gratitude, how are you gonna be so full? I'm so thankful for this, that, and the other. I mean, you know, that's gonna release some depression and all. I mean, this is one of the greatest emotions you can ever have is just gratitude. Think how much we can teach under gratitude. So we're teaching. Got it. They're learning. And the, the, the sim, simplest, the most simplistic has the most value. And it's the most, I, I, it's amazing how something so simple can just, you know, be so valuable. All right, so we're going to talk about this because I think that you have hit upon the biggest challenge that is the world today is that it is complex. And so we believe that these solutions need to be complex to match the way that we're living. And what you all are doing with the stop, drop and live method is absolute proof that these solutions can be and maybe even must be simple. So Coach Lily, as we are heading around the corner here, and I know that people want to know how to get in touch with you. So we're going to drop your contact information, your website into the the chat for everybody. What's the next, uh, the next piece? There's something that I'm wondering, do you all have a plan to put together the workbook? the Stop, Drop, and Live Suicide Prevention Workbook that could be available to other teams, to other groups, to other group leaders? Because I'd like to just dare you. (laughs) I want to challenge you all because you've been teaching these concepts to teens. And how many teens have gone through your program so far? We have, we've only done it for about the last year or so and counting the three different uh, 
I can say probably maybe 300, you know, counting all of them together, the, mm -hmm. the different. That's uh, a pretty good sample size. If you've got a sample size of 300 teens and they are engaged in this conversation and wearing the t-shirt and so inviting the conversations around suicide, that's a lot. So I do want you to put together that workbook, okay? Because I think that it would be a useful thing um, that could absolutely change the conversation for a lot of other people. Yeah, super, super what simple we, for you because you got all of this material, I know mm -hmm. you. Well, what we've done, we've got, we've got uh, sort of like a workbook. It is tools for teen transformation. Oh, and cool. Yeah, we've got all of these tools. It's an interactive book. So where does somebody find the tools for teen transformation? Tools for teen transformation is ordered from Amazon. And it's only $19.99. Oh. And the grandmother, one grandmother had 10 grandchildren. So she got 10 books for each one. For each one. Uh -huh. And uh, what the tools for teen transformation, what that book does Coach Simmons is, it takes chapter by chapter and we go into things not like one chapter is the first chapter. Don't let them in your head. <laughs> there yes, we go. Don't let them don't, in your head. Don't let anybody live in your head rent free. Yeah. <laughs> well, and in your head, make them pay rent. We've got one chapter that says uh, how to police your own self. We've got everything that teens deal with in 12 chapters and how to grow up. We've got the gratitude chapter. We've got things that teens, the challenges that they deal with. We've got all of those outlined in the chapters of the books. And what we're doing is we want people to like, if when you buy the book, we're teaching them to train the trainer. Cool. All right, so that's really good news because you've already done what I was gonna, what I was challenging you to do. I should know better than to challenge. All right, so that's amazing. Okay, that's absolutely amazing. I absolutely love the fact that you have got this together and that it is available. And so the journey of the three steps and now the 12 tools and we will have another conversation because what I want to know is where do you see it going? Have you noticed a reduction in the markers and the anxiety, the depression, the, the reactiveness to bullying? I mean, it, have you, what have you seen as the impact of these programs in your community? Just, I've heard, I've heard from grandparents because I mean, you know, they're, they're sort of like where I am most of the time. And since we've been shut in, it's harder for me to get my teens together to talk about stuff. I mean, <laughs> I'm already having to give them a prize to get on. Or now you got to <laughs> gamify it for them, right? <laughs> got to give them a prize to get on. Um, but when you ask me what I see, and what you, the one question was, what are we seeing now? We are just hoping and praying and believing that it, it's making a difference because whether I ever know it or not, whomever's wearing the shirt is making a difference. And 
what I envision for this is that it would be like all over the world. You would see somebody with a shirt that says, just stop, give, give me a minute. Stop what you're thinking. Let's talk. You know, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. and what I want to happen is, you know, our school settings, when we have Suicide Prevention Day in September, that we would have a sea of children and adults, you know, saying stop, drop, and live. And there's some other things I want to do with it. We, we did get it registered. Mm -hmm. So I mark. We want to, you know, have children and teenagers and adults to think more seriously about it. We want to put maybe music and lyrics with it. Mm -hmm. We, I've got in my mind some things I want to do. It, it's just taking me a little bit of time, but teenagers are so gifted. When I ask them, when I say do this or that, and I hate to go really, really fast because everything is marketable nowadays. So you want to be able to save lives at the same time, reach goals that you set. You know, it's a balancing act that I respect a great deal because it took a lot for me to step into the directorship of the nonprofit that we started as the Teen Suicide Prevention Society because it meant that I had to let go of something else in my life. I had to let go of certain aspects of my focus. And it's the choices that we make. And yet these are the choices that matter. So your ability to put together the workbook and to just continue with this vision of a world where we have these conversations. Because mm -hmm. you're teaching the kids to do intervention. And it's intervention, not a, you know, we're not talking about crisis intervention that needs a trained intervention specialist. We're talking about intervention at the conversation level. And mm -hmm. that's why I was so fascinated with your program, because what you're doing on the intervention level is the perfect complement to what we're doing on the prevention level. And so the ability to mobilize teens and the way that you are going about it, I absolutely respect. And I just want to thank you because your ability to put these pieces together is making it a lot easier for me to envision what we're gonna be able to do. Mm -hmm. So for the purposes of this conversation, how to thrive in uncertain times. One way of thriving is to have yourself a vision. And oh my goodness, Coach Lily, you have a vision. I do. I. <laughs> and that is awesome. So if you are on this call and you are listening and you have a vision, feel free to share it. Share it in the comments here. Share it in the comments on the video. If you're watching this on the video, share your vision. Share what your vision is because Suicide prevention might just start with a vision and somebody who doesn't have one of their own might be able to pick up on yours. Just like I'm able to pick up on your vision, Miss Coach Lily, I do appreciate it a great deal. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you for coming on the show and sharing what is going on and how you are helping teens help teens. It's wonderful. It feels so, so good. And I know that if we can save one, 
and that one can save another, and that one can save another. And the one wonderful thing I think about it is, look, it could be my son or daughter. It could be your son or daughter just having these thoughts and another team take them by the hand and say, stop, we're going to do different. So it pleases me to know that it is happening. It's happening. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And thank you. Thank you again for allowing me to come. And we can prevent it. We team, and, and that's one thing somebody said, well, you can't prevent what people are thinking. But if you get in their heads quick enough and get there fast enough, it is preventable. Oh, absolutely. I think prevention is completely possible. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate you sharing your version of that with us. And it's just delightful to see you. So everybody else. We're going to let Coach Lily get back to her teens and everybody else hang around. The ride gets more interesting from here. Thank you so much.